Five Boys One Couch Podcast, where we discuss the NFL and other football-related issues. My name is Sam, and I'm the host and underdog of this podcast. Here are my colleagues. My name is Zachary Balvance, and I'm the specialist of the Minnesota Vikings for this podcast. Uh, I'm Ilana Rejewski, and I am a specialist of the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm Owen, and I specialize with the Green Bay Packers. Today, our first segment, will be uh, we will be talking about Super Bowl 57 mm-hmm. and our predictions for that game. My predictions for that game are that the Chiefs will win, and I think their key points of the game are slowing down that Eagles defense, and all they need to do is just score as many times as they can. And I believe that the mo- that the team that scores the most points will win the game this year. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, obviously, this is a great game. Uh, this is the first time since Super Bowl 52 that the two number one seeds have made the Super Bowl. And coincidentally, the Eagles were also in that game. Something interesting is that uh, teams in white have won the Super Bowl 36 times. Which is a coincidence, but maybe we should take note of that. So what are your predictions for this game? Uh, you know, I feel like this is a, I mean, the Eagles, they're a simply incredible roster. Um, and their defense, I mean, their corners. Darius Slate leads a great unit. And they're really, really good at stopping tight ends as well. But the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest quarterback in the league right now. And he's a true superstar. Um, but the Chiefs' offense is truly a high-octane unit. And it's going to be great to see how these two teams can clash and collide with each other. Um... I feel like Travis Kelsey is too much of an X-factor, and I think he'll get the first score of the game, and the Chiefs will go up first with the opening drive. That means the Eagles win the coin toss, and they will get the second half. I have the Chiefs pulling off a 24-21 victory, uh, and it's going to be a great game. I agree with that completely. I have the Chiefs winning 31-28 because uh, in the regular season, the Chiefs had the number one stat in multiple categories, including total offensive yards per game with 413, passing yards per game with 297, and passing touchdowns with 41 of the whole season. And they were also first in scoring, while the Eagles were third in scoring, third in offensive yards, and third in points. But they did finish with the most touchdowns in the whole NFL, and the Eagles can run the ball very efficiently, as Elon said. But I do have the Chiefs winning 31-28 to in this game. Yeah, I think their passing offense for the Chiefs are just too potent. Yeah, I agree. I believe the Eagles will win because the Chiefs are going to be unable to stop the Eagles' run. That is a great opinion. I think that's a very good hot take for this game. I also believe that the Chiefs are going to win 31-28. to Just like Owen said, I'm just trying to rephrase my point. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> the Eagles do have a three-headed monster at running back. Um... The Chiefs, I mean, what, isn't Clyde Edwards-Alaire returning after injury? Um, I think the Chiefs have a pretty underrated run game as well. No, I think that the Chiefs <laughs> with Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon, oh, they are, that's all they're going to need for this game, especially Isaiah Pacheco, man. I was watching in the divisional round in the conference championship. He just looked like such an explosive back, just an explosive player when he had the ball in his hands. And we also can't forget about McCole Hardman, who's a really quick dude. Uh-huh. And I think he can really burn some guys on that Eagles team. Yep, if he's healthy. I'm pretty sure he might be doubtful for the game, though, Elon. Ah, oh, we got to check that one out. Yep. And the Eagles' offensive line is so good, and they have multiple people that are able to run behind that line. Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, even Jalen Hurts will get, get out there and run. So I think it's going to be very tough 
for the Chiefs defense to stop him, but I do think they'll pull out with a slim victory. Yeah, I also do think that Chris Jones and Frank Clark and that and uh, that rookie out of Purdue, they're just going to have to really just bring it to Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson on that line, man. Yeah, that, that Chiefs D-line is going to have to step up big time. So, I mean, we should kind of talk about um, some of the player matchups. Yep. I agree, I agree. I agree. One player matchup that I think is going to be just crucial is Hassan Reddick. The NFL's second most leading sack leader this year, besides Nick Bosa, of course. But, man, he just looked like a game wrecker in that last game versus those Niners. I also think that might have been partly due to the fact that they were blocking him with a tight end. So I really think the Chiefs are going to have to account for him in their game plan on offense. And they're going to have to, I would assume they might have to double-team him half, half, on half of the plays. Because, man, he's just a, you can't let him get to your quarterback. He just changed the course of the game. Yeah. I agree. Um, the Eagles are favored by two points. Uh, does that account into anything with the sports betters in Vegas? I don't think so. I think the sports betters are probably going to be putting it on the Eagles here. I agree with Zach. I do think they'll put it on the Eagles. I don't think it's going to change much. But Vegas does have a tendency to predict matchups very, very well. And uh, I think it is going to be a close game. Like I said, I think it's going to be a three-point victory for the Chiefs. Me as well. But, um, yeah, Vegas is actually very good at predicting these outcomes before it happens. Also, this is the Kelsey Bowl. It is. Um, does that take any baggage, emotional baggage or anything? I think both the Kelsey brothers are going to think of it as a fun matchup between each other, and I think they're both going to come out really strong. One of the big matchups, I think, Travis Kelsey, who's going to guard him? He's the best tight end in the league. Um, they, they could do a zone. They could have a middle linebacker guard him, but that's not going to do very much. Travis Kelsey, he's too big of a, too, too good of a player to be guarded by a middle linebacker or a left outside linebacker. So I think he's just going to dominate the game. Yeah, I think that they might even put Darius Slay on him for some of the snaps, man. They, they need to lock him up, so, you know, they might have to put him on him. Of course, there's also the Andy Reid Bowl. Andy Reid making the Super Bowl with both teams, losing Super Bowl 39, 24-21 to the Patriots when he was on the Eagles. And, of course, he also won Super Bowl 54, 31-20 over San Francisco, losing Super Bowl 55 to Tom Brady once again against the Bucks, And now he's back in the big game, so he definitely has a lot of experience. Yeah, I also did see recently on Bleacher Report that they said that uh, Nick Cerrone has also played for, has also coached for both teams. Mm-hmm. Also the head coach of the Eagles right now. And I think he might have been the assistant an assistant coach on the on the Chiefs, Chiefs yeah. Yeah, so it also is the Knicks or Ronnie Bowl. But yeah. I think coaching does play a big part in it though, and Andy Reid's undoubtedly one of the best coaches in the NFL and this is Nick Sirianni's first year as the Eagles head coach. Second year. Second, Second year. So I do contribute coaching to a big part in this game. Yep. Andy Reid, one of the best coaches straight up in NFL history. Yep. So our next segment that we will be talking about today is the off season for 30 teams so far, so we've covered the Super Bowl. Now it's time to jump right into the offseason. Yep. Uh, the 49ers, um, they really had a very interesting year. Uh, they went through a plethora of quarterbacks, starting with Trey Lance, broken ankle, Jimmy G, got injured, and then he had Mr. Irrelevant take the reins and Rock really, really show off and shine. And then he got injured in the NFC Championship. Career journeyman Josh Johnson also got injured. So, you know, um, will Brock Purdy's injury give Trey Lance some time to catch up and maybe steal the starting job from him? 
I don't know. That does beg the question, though, who will be starting next year? Uh, Brock Purdy played so well this season up until the NFC Championship game. So my vote is on Brock Purdy, but with his injury, it does give Trey Lance some time, as Ilan said. I'm not I'm not sure who will start, but I, my vote's on Brock Purdy. Yeah, again, yeah. Trey Lance, um, he, he hasn't played that much, so give him a full year. I say he's still a starting quarterback, but Brock Purdy, no one expected him to do this well. And he didn't just do well. He was one of the greatest quarterbacks this season when he played. Yes, I agree. I think Brock Purdy will end up stealing it. Although, I think he might miss a few, like the first couple of weeks because he's out for, I think, six months, they said. So, yeah, he might. I think he might come back in October, would be my guess. So, I think they'll play uh, Trey Lance for a few seasons. I mean, a few games. One question, though, is what is going to happen with Derek Carr? Yeah, uh, Derek Carr uh, unceremoniously got pretty much kicked off of the Raiders team. Uh, he's, he's, he's a veteran quarterback, uh, played a lot of games with the Raiders, but never a lot of postseason success. He showed his potential in the Pro Bowl, too, getting the highest score in the pass accuracy competition. Mm-hmm. He's still a very good quarterback. Very good quarterback, wants to get picked up by some team. Yeah, I think that he could, I don't know, I feel like his one of his... Uh, his landing options this year, I could see the Colts, the Jets. Even uh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, the yeah. Bucks. they were definitely another one up there. The problem with the Colts is I don't like what they're doing at quarterback. So ever since Andrew Luck retired, they have had a QB carousel pretty much every year. Yeah, I really do think that they're going to take a uh, big draft prospect in CJ Stroud this year at fourth overall. Ooh. If they don't try to move up for Bryce Young. They could. Yeah, I mean, the Colts really need a quarterback, and they need other pe- some more guys here. Also, Jonathan Taylor uh, definitely took a step off, battled a little bit with some things, you know. Yeah, I really don't feel like this season was Jonathan Taylor's fault. I mean, no. he played, when he was playing, it seemed like he was playing bad on through his injuries, and he mm-hmm. was still playing. He looked like a good back still, but I think if he's once he's healthy again, he'll lead the NFL in rushing, and, uh, in rushing yards and touchdowns. Yep. And become that man that they really need him to be. And of course, when you talk about the Raiders, we can't talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. A polarizing, oh. boisterous athlete in the NFL right now. Oh, yeah, man. I really do think that I could definitely see him going to the Raiders this year. Especially since uh, Devontae wants him. Team back up with Devontae. I, I just don't feel like he's going to get traded. I know the Packers organization did say they were fine with moving away from Rodgers, but... I don't know. I, the only thing I can see is them getting multiple first-round picks or a superstar player or a very young player like Sauce Gardner and go to the Jets possibly, but I just don't think this is the year he'll get traded. Yeah, I really see just three destinations. He stays with the Packers, uh, he goes to the Jets to join uh, Hackett, or he joins Devontae Adams. But again, weren't we all convinced that he'd go to the Broncos last year and it didn't happen? That is true. Um yep. I think he's going to stay in Green Bay or retire, you know. I mean, he said he doesn't want to have a career like Tom Brady. Yeah, I I really, I don't, I, I really do think that he's going to move on from the Packers this year. I think Jordan Love will step into that role and succeed this year, become the rookie of the year. Jordan Love becomes like the Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers backed up the legend Brett Favre for so many years. Yep. Jordan Love, only two to three years experience behind Rodgers, but... He'll step into that role if Rodgers does get traded or retires. And uh, I think he'll do fine. It's obviously going to take some time. But yeah. uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to ask, 
what you guys think about uh, Lamar Jackson. What do you think the Ravens are going to do about that? I think they're going to tag him and trade him away to the Falcons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I think they're going to tag him. I, I don't see a world where Lamar Jackson plays for anything other than the Ravens. Yeah, I don't either, man. I think people have really just forgot about how he's <laughs> dominant he really is. They're just focused on the bad with him, you know, like all those injuries he had last year and this year. Sick last year. This year, I don't know what he was doing. He was messing around with all junk. <laughs> I think he had a knee injury. And yeah. that's the thing. The way Lamar Jackson plays. It, electric runner. Mm-hmm. Is durability starting to become an issue? Ah, uh, yes. Once he gets to the age of 30, he will retire by the age of 35. I mean, that is my guess. I mean, we, we obviously, he's going to compare to Michael Vick on the field-wise. Um, and he, he kind of stopped at the mid-30s as well. Yeah. I also think that Josh Allen could also become another player. Like, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, like... All those, like, the runner guys, I feel like they just, they're going to struggle once they get to their older age because they're going to get injured a lot more when they try to run, and then they're going to have to become more pocket presences like Tom Brady is. Yep. And, uh, Rogers. Kirk. That really they're, comes with the death of the pocket passer, you know? You have more guys running around and less guys like uh, Brady, Manning, guys that just sit in the pocket. Eli Manning. Uh-huh. Yep. Peyton Manning. The two greats. But, but uh, Lamar is only 25, and he has won an MVP, so we know he is a great quarterback and still can be a great quarterback and still is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And as was shown in the playoffs, Brett Hunt, er, Huntley wasn't able to do much for the Ravens. I mean, it was close game between the Ravens and the Bengals, but he still wasn't able to pull out with anything. So I think they'll have to tag him. Yeah, I don't know, man. I could That one I could really see going any different ways because... I I would like to see the Marsh stay, but I I could definitely see Huntley if he he is a Pro Bowl quarterback this year. I don't know how that happened. Just because but, Lamar's hurt. But I uh, I could definitely see him. I don't know with all like with some experience yeah. on his belt and let him develop. He could become a valuable starter, good enough to lead an offense. But I definitely do think that the Ravens are gonna have to build around him this year because Rashad Bateman and. Mark Andrews can't do it all, man. So now we will introduce the next topic for today, which will be the NFL Draft. So for my mock draft this year, first overall, with the Chicago Bears, I have them taking Will Anderson Jr. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then for my second overall pick, the Houston Texans, I have them taking Bryce Young. He's just, I think they that's who they really want, and they're just going to take him, and I don't think that they're going to give up that talent. Yeah, I mean, Davis Mills had a nice story and all with his big neck, but he's just not that great of a quarterback, <laughs> and he tried. I mean, he filled the gap. He was a great stopgap uh, stop quarterback, but I think it's now time for the Texans to try a new quarterback. Yeah, and then number three, I think that'll go Jalen Carter to the Arizona Cardinals, man. I think he just, last year, I mean, this year, he really just proved why he was the best player on that Georgia off defense, man. He was just shutting down the run, getting to the, getting the QB. Getting those sacks, man. He's just a good court. He's just a good defen- defensive player. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Colts, you have C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud? Uh, fourth overall, I think I'm going to have to go with the C.J. Stroud as well, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, I would say he's arguably one of the, he's arguably the best or second best quarterback in this draft. And I think if the Colts can get him at three, that would be a good pick. Uh, yeah, so talking about Bryce Young, uh, there's a problem. Is size an issue for Bryce Young? Will he 
uh, translate well to the national football I don't, level. I don't know, man. I mean, because, like, you look like some of the quarterbacks nowadays, like Trevor Lawrence, he's a big guy, and he's, like, 6'6". Six, six. Kyler Murray's a small guy. Yeah, and, and Russell Kyler, Wilson's a small guy. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like... And yeah. Russell Wilson's arguably top 10 all time, or at least top 25. Top 50, I'd say. But, yeah. And then I would say, man, I don't know. I think you have to... I think he needs to amass, get to, like, 200 pounds or above, and then he'll be fine. Because you can't really, like, grow much, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, and then fifth overall, I don't know, man. That's where it gets kind of hard for me. I could definitely see Myers Murphy, Tyree Wilson for the Seahawks. They really need to get a good defensive player. I agree. I think uh, I think the Seahawks will get Jalen Carter as a defensive tackle, the one out of Georgia. But I don't know if he'll fall to five. Yep. Yep. Uh, Lions, uh, that defense, man, uh, if their offense was fantastic, their defense not so much, so I have them picking Miles Murphy. Yeah, I don't know, it's seven with the Raiders, um, I, yeah. I, I definitely think that they're going to take a QB there, because they're a car, unless they try to add somebody in free agency, which I could definitely see them doing. Yeah, the Raiders were definitely uh, thinking about, they were licking their chops trying to get Tom Brady, but of course he retired, we'll cover that soon, but yeah, I have them picking Will Levis. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick for them there. I do think that Will Levis, I don't know, man. He's like, he had a good sophomore year, but then his junior year last year battled with injuries, and he was just struggling, man. I don't know. I could, I could definitely see him going uh, with the Raiders, but I think he might be a bit overrated. Yeah, I think Jarrett Stridham uh, is not the feature, and I think Will Levis. I think he'll struggle, but I feel like that any of these quarterbacks can translate well. We've seen it so many times. Yeah. And then for uh, Joey Porter, uh, I mean, for uh, the Falcons, at uh, eighth overall, I don't know, man. I feel like they might want to take somebody to build around uh, Desmond Ritter and Drake London. So I could definitely see him taking, like, a, a wide receiver like uh, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, JSN, Jackson Smith, any of those guys. But I could also see him taking a corner like Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, one of those guys, the top corners on the board. So, I don't know, man. I, I think I'll have them taking uh, Joey Porter Jr. And then we have the Panthers. Uh, Panthers quarterback situation. Are they going to stick with Sam Donald, who played pretty decent? Or are they going to draft Anthony Richardson? That's, no, a, that's a good take. They that's are definitely take. taking Anthony Richardson. Sam Donald, man, you cannot have a quarterback like him in the NFL. Him and Zach Wilson, man. And... Zach Wilson, the Jets. I will get to them in a second here. Start Mike White, everybody. I, I could, Start Mike I could, White. The Jets, they need to attack quarterback this offseason. So that is also something that I think that they might do. Add it in. I think that they might move up. I think the Jets could move up. But I'll talk about that next. And so at number 10 overall, with the Philadelphia Eagles, with that pick from, I don't know who it's from. but Was I think it from the Titans? I think it, yeah, yeah, probably. One of them, I don't know. I would assume so. And I could definitely see them taking, uh, Christian Gonzalez, Kelly Ringo is another guy that I think they might take. One of any of those top corners, because they really, they need, like, a, that solid number two or three corner on their team. They got to build around Darius Slay. So I, I think that I, I have them taking, uh, Christian Gonzalez in mine. Number 11 with the Titans. I think the Titans are going to need a offensive lineman. I have them going Paris Johnson Jr. Um... Uh, otherwise, they could they could take Osiris Tollins, but um, I have them taking Paris Johnson Jr. Yep, for the Texans. All right, you draft your quarterback of the future. Now you get another youngster in Jordan Addison to help him out. Uh, 
13th overall Jets. I have Broderick Jones, man. I feel like the Jets, they have something cooking in Jersey. Um, I think the Jets, they're a young team. Uh, get some protection for whoever's going to be under center for them next year. Whether that's Rodgers or White or someone from free agency. I think the Jets could be one of those underdog teams for next year. I do agree. They did play. They did play very well this year with the lack of talent on the team, or just how young of players they have. I think they did play very well. You have great. You have um, Garrett Wilson, youngster, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, who got injured, but he was cooking. So Sauce Gardner played out of his mind. Yep. Yeah, Sauce Gardner, man, he was just a great player this year. For fourteenth overall, I got a. Uh, that's the Patriots pick. Yeah, I definitely think they're probably going to pick uh, C.J. Pierce-Swinski out of Northwestern, the junior. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen this year for them. All right, number 15, my Green Bay Packers. I think they'll take Jordan, uh, Jordan Addison. If he's off the board, though, I think they'll take Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Packers wide receiver core is not doing very well because Devontae Adams is now on the Raiders. Hopefully we do keep Rodgers, but I think they take Jordan Addison if he's not off the board. You had, uh, who did you have the Packers taking this year? Quentin Johnson? Yep. Yeah. I definitely think that's a good pick. And then for the uh, the Washington Commanders this year, man, I could definitely take them. Brian Brees or... Uh, Osiris Torrance is who I have. Or uh, I have them taking Brian, or I have them taking uh, Devin Witherspoon. Ah, the cornerback out of thing. Illinois. And then for the Steelers, I got them taking uh, Brian Brees. He's my pick for them, man. They were just they need that good D-line to build around T.J. Watt. The Lions have pick 18. Yeah, for them, I think that they've got probably going to take uh, Cam Smith out of the cornerback out of South Carolina. He's just a great player, and I think he's a good cornerback in this draft class. I agree. And then for the... Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I got them taking B. John Robinson. Yes, arguably sir. one of the arguably one of the top ten picks in this draft this year, but I think he'll fall because running backs are not valued enough. So you think that Fournette's gonna be phased out for the younger dude? Yep. That's what I think. Alright. Seattle, who do we have? Seattle gets their second uh, pick in the first I round. I have them taking I haven't taken Ringo. Kelly Ringo? Yes, I agree, sir. man. I mean the Seahawks. Their defense, I think they could use some extra reinforcements, and I think this guy will do pretty well. Geno Smith, uh, I don't know what happened, but he became elite. And the Seahawks surprised the whole world by making the playoffs. And I think if they draft him and they improve their defense, they could be a, uh, another Dark Horse team. Yeah, I also have them taking Kyrie Ringo, although I really want the Vikings to swoop in there and take him, but they're my team, so I can't be very biased, you know. Then for uh, those uh, the Chargers this year, man... I think I got them taking Michael Mayer, the best mm -hmm. tight end in this draft. Yep. Oh, in Notre Dame. They definitely need another guy there. Everett, nice and all, but I think this guy will do really much better. Yeah. I agree, I agree. And then for uh, the Ravens, JSN, Jackson Smith Majabe, arguably, arguably one of the best right. wide receivers in this draft class. And for your Minnesota Vikings, who do you have? I got them taking uh, Brian Branch out of Alabama. They really got to improve that safety core. All right, Jacksonville. I got them taking uh, Clark Phillips the third out of Utah. He's got he's a big guy. I mean, he's an athletic guy. I mean, 
Needs, I feel like he can just get those picks, man. He can really succeed for them. Yep. And New York Giants, oh, the G-Men. Trethan Simpson, man. I've used him in Madden before, dude. He's a force <laughs> to be reckoned with. <laughs> he's a great player, man. Trenton Simpson, he's a good player. All right, my Dallas Cowboys, we definitely need a lot of needs. And we could either go two ways by getting Joey Porter Jr. to maybe replace Anthony Brown or Calvin Joseph, or we could get a wide receiver like Jaleen Hyatt because we definitely need an extra receiver. Noah Brown just didn't do that well this year. He's just not talented enough, and he could really do well. Yeah, I definitely think that you guys should take Jalen Hyatt here because – Man, he's just a great wide receiver. He's uh, He could definitely replace Noah Brown. And yeah. if Jalen Tolbert gets better for the Cowboys, the third-round pick from last year from South Alabama, we could really improve our wide receiver core. All right, at pick 27, we have the Buffalo Bills. I have him taking Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina. I just think he'll really improve the Bills' secondary and possibly win him a Super Bowl. Who knows? Yep. Yeah, I got them taking Osiris Torrance. I think he'll fall to number 27. He's a great player, but I think the Bills need him. For those uh, those bingos, man, they got to improve that O-line. That's why they lost this year. Can't be on five sacks in the in a championship game like that, yeah, man. Yeah, it's been a problem for them for a while now, the offensive line. Yeah, so I think that's why they'll take uh, Anton Harrison. Completely agree. Number 29, we've got the Broncos. The Broncos, everyone thought were going to be so good this year and turned out to be a blunder of a team. But mm-hmm. I have them taking Drew Sanders, the linebacker. I think it'll improve their defense a little bit more, and who knows, maybe they'll, maybe they'll end up in the playoffs. Broncos, number 29, Drew Sanders. Yeah, yep. I agree. Okay, I got uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs to pick number 30 this year, I have them taking Nolan Smith out of Georgia. I think that's a the good beast thing. himself. Woo! Nolan <laughs> Smith. That's right. Yep. And then the Philly, I got them taking Isaiah Fasaski over in Notre Dame. Yep. I think he's just a beast to be reckoned with. A complete animal on the field. I like it. That's our mock draft. I think. I think it's really good. And then I got the Steelers set pick thirty-two with Drew Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes round one of our mock drafts. Yep. For our next segment here, I got the uh, the Vikings. We're gonna be talking about every team's free agency. Do you guys think we'll, we, we Osho Speed will be going to the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> no, so we'll be talking about the, every single team's free agency. But today we'll just be narrowing down on the ones that we actually know. So for the so for the Vikings, I have them. I don't know, man. I think they gotta cut Cook. I mean, he's just such a cap hit, and he, we don't need them. I mean. We can get Madison for like a cheap deal this year. I think we do that. I think the Vikings are actually gonna. I think we're gonna get rid of Cook. I think oh. trade him away somehow. I don't know. I feel like we could definitely trade him away for like a good draft pick. Got to move up in the draft this year. I mean, we just gotta get a lot more picks. You know, I think we only have like three or four picks in the top like not. We only have like two picks in the top ninety this year. That is just horrible. Yeah, I also think we gotta get a lot more better people in the draft this year. Like. I don't know. I really like Kelly Ringo, man. He's a good prospect, and I think if we could get him, that would be a steal. If we can move up or something to get him. And we just got to improve the defense this year. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Packers free agency for this year. I think Rodgers will stay a Green Bay Packer for this year. And uh, we need some more wide receivers at, uh, on the Green Bay Packers, so hopefully we get some in the draft. But if not, I hope we pick up one in free agency because personally I think Randall Cobb will walk away from the Packers so that will get rid of another one of our receivers 
I also think our defensive lineman, Jaron Reed, will also walk. And Mercedes Lewis, who will be 39 years old in May, I think he's going to walk. Pretty sure he's going to end up retiring. He's almost 40 as a tight end. He was great for our team, but I think he's going to walk. And then that that concludes the Packers. I think we're just going to pick up a receiver in free agency and get a couple in the draft and stay pretty much the same team. Yep. All right, so the Dallas Cowboys missed the NFC Championship game for the 27th straight year. Disappointing, but the Cowboys need to improve. Um, and there's definitely room for improvement. Um, Dak Prescott, he isn't going anywhere. Uh, it's kind of hard to do well when you have an offensive coordinator who, um, who doesn't try to improve his game plan when your quarterback is struggling. And Dak didn't have the greatest weapons. He only really has C.D. Lamb. They picked up T.Y. Hilton late in the season. And then Noah Brown isn't that talented. Michael Gallup uh, definitely struggled off of his ACL injury last year against the Cardinals. Um, and, of course, the running game. Tony Pollard is definitely number one. Zeke, he's lost his Yeah, get rid of him, I feel, man. Um, Zeke, according uh, to some people, he wants to come back uh, on a smaller contract. But Zeke really is not worth $18 million to get a one-yard rushing touchdown. Yeah, man. Uh, Tony, Tony Pollard, Pollard puts in the dirty work, and Zeke gets the glory for the touchdown. Yeah, man. That kind of pisses me off, man. Especially in yeah. fantasy, man. And, I'm telling you. Yeah, we also got Malik Davis, who's the rookie, and he did really good in preseason last year. Uh, played against the 49ers in the division round, got, but got no carries. Um, of course, our O-line. Uh, our O-line's going to be very good next year. We do have the oldest player in the NFL right now in Jason Peters. He's also injured, so if he does retire... Yeah, um, he's a cripple, man. You gotta get rid of him. Yep. Nope. Uh, but overall, we have still a very good O-line. Tyler Smith, he's gonna make a jump in his second year. Connor McGovern, really good. Probably the weak link, but he could always improve. Tyler Madage, uh, pro bowler uh, as, a respla- as a replacement. Zach Martin, we have the all-pro Zach Martin as well. And of course, Hall of Famer Tyrone Smith. Um, very good team. Defense, uh... Dan Quinn, staying again. Uh, he's really made this defense very, very elite yeah, man, in a I... short time. And that's the problem. Uh, also, special teams, Brett Maher. Uh, implosion against the Buccaneers. Played better against the Bordeaux. He's going to come back next year. Um, Pro Bowler Kevontae Turpin going to take the reins as the special teams return man once again. This team just needs to be better than the Eagles if they want to make it. Because they haven't been the team to beat in 27 years. Um... I don't know, man. This year, I feel like they might have been the team to beat if they could have won that last week versus those commanders. But it is what it is. Um, I just, you know, a lot of things. Dolan Schultz, he wants to get paid, but I think you can get the same, um, the same uh, product with a cheaper guy like, like Jake Ferguson and Peyton Henderson. And, like, Jared Everett on the Chargers, man. I, I think, th- like I said in the mock draft, man, I think that they're going to take a uh, tight end and Michael Mayer, so I think... You guys could definitely take Jared Everett in free agency this year. Yeah, I think I think our in-house guys are good. Talking about in-house guys, we got our offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore's gone, and we got Brian Schottheimer. Uh, McCarthy's going to call the plays. You're a Packers fan. Is McCarthy a good play caller? He is. Very great, very great. Lot us to a Super Bowl victory. We do like that. That's why we signed him. Oh, yeah, so that brings us to our next uh, segment about the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. Rumors so and changes in him. So, one of them that Elon already talked about and touched, 
Hutch Bayside was about uh, those was about uh, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. And, yep. Uh, so Dan Quinn, last year we thought he was gonna leave, and this year I thought he was gonna leave, but he surprised the Cowboys fan base by staying as he wants to win a championship with the Cowboys. And Colin Moore, after four years of being our offensive coordinator, has been fired because his play calling was just not innovative enough, a little too conservative, reeked of some Jason Garrett in him. Yep. Um, but, of course, new offensive coordinator, Schottenheimer, like I said, um, new, new defensive line coach, uh, new quarterbacks coach. I mean, the old guy got fired because he was kind of bad. Uh, people are maybe saying Kyra John Kitna, who's the current high school football coach of some random high school, who also played as a backup for the Cowboys. But I think so far our coaching staff is definitely going in the right direction. Yep. What do you so, think about Sean Payton? Yeah, what do you think about that Sean Payton sign? Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's amazing. <laughs> you know, Sean Payton, quarterbacks guru. The Broncos wanted a big man, a big name. And I think a big man in general, man. <laughs> uh, I like this man. I mean, as a man that doesn't like the Broncos, I don't like that they get a good head coach. I love, the I love, I love Sean Payne <laughs> as a head coach. He's a great head coach, and I love this. Uh, Demarco Ryan, coordinator, defense coordinator, chooses the Texans as his spot, where he'll probably be fired after one year. But you never know. You never know. You know, Sean Payton did put on an extra twenty pounds after he. Uh, resigned as the head coach, so yep. he, he is a big, big name, big man, over two hundred pounds now. Yep. What a guy! Yep. Amen. Something. What about Matt Rule? Oh, he, so didn't he just sue the NFL? Something like I did hear about that. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, hey, what about Joe Mixon? <laughs> Joe Mixon. <laughs> what about this this aggravated menacing of pointing a, a gun at a woman's head? <laughs> Do you think he should be punished? What's your stance on the Zach? <laughs> okay. <laughs> My stance on it is that the court the, that the charges were missed on uh, the Friday before we were filming this episode, which would have been the third of February, and the charges were missed in court. So I think it's all fine. But I do think that uh, Joe Mixon will be cut this year. I yeah. believe he will not. I believe he will miss three games at most. So you think he'll get punished. <laughs> Consequences will be looming for him. Yes, no. Because they, this has happened before, and they have not been very strict. Yep. On you know, Deshaun Watson, a amazing human being. Uh, <laughs> right. He only missed part of the season. Yeah, so I think we should talk about the Colts. And they, uh, so, uh, you know, I just think it's really good how the Colts are going for a third way around. Kill or Sam. Press. <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, so... Right, so then, I I doubt they're keeping Jeff Saturday. I agree. Yeah, I don't think That's he's not sucks. a hot take. He's Even, not No, he back. is poop. I think he likes to take poop when he likes to coach football, man. <laughs> so, I think uh, we, that brings us into our next topic of today. The recap of the 2022 NFL season. Yep, Vic Fangio got hired by the Dolphins as a defensive coordinator. So, let's talk about the stat leaders for the NFL season this year. And then all that other stuff. How about, we pr- how about some awards? And then, and then we should Oh, talk. yeah, award prediction. Yes, I agree. Let's talk about that as well. So, for the the 2020... I told you. Uh, what? My phone died. Okay. I told him to charge it. Okay, so for this year, this year, for the... Um, I think that the MVP this year, let's all say ours. Who do you think it's going to be, Owen? I think MVP this year, Patrick Mahomes. 
most passing yards in the NFL. Uh, led his team to the Super Bowl. I know that. Uh, I don't know. He's just a great, just a great player. I think Patrick Mahomes wins MVP this year. Yep, I agree I with agree. Patrick Mahomes. But something else that's really interesting is that there hasn't been a quarterback to win MVP and Super Bowl since John Elway in 1999. That is a, that is true. So yeah, maybe the Eagles win the Super Bowl. You never know. Mm, I think Mahomes no. is going to end it. And that streak. Yep, I think it's going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes as well. Because yep. Jalen Hurts, yeah, I don't know, man. He missed a few games. And he's not even like top five in the passing leaders. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow sneaks uh, in on there. Joe Burrow could get it. Mm, I have no. Patrick Mahomes. No, I have Patrick Mahomes as well. I think it would be Patrick Mahomes or uh, Jalen Hurts are probably the two front. Or Justin Jefferson. But so for us, offensive player of the year this year. Justin Jefferson. Yep, 100%. I have Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. 1,800 yards. Yeah, he had 1,800 yards, man. I mean... 1,809 yards. Justin Jefferson on 128 receptions. Yeah, wow, man. Averaging 14.1 yards per carry. Now, you could could say only eight touchdowns in a season is underwhelming, which I completely agree, but 1,800 yards is insane. The only other comparison or the only other person I think that has a chance at Offensive uh, Player of the Year, Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins, 1,700 yards. Again, though, he did only have seven touchdowns, so you could say... I think Justin Jefferson gets it. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. Yeah, I also agree with that, man. I just think it would be J.J. this year. But then uh, for the defensive player of the year, man, who do we got for that? I think it's Michael Parsons or Nick Bosa. I think it's got to be Nick Bosa, man. I'm I surprised agree. that Hassan Reddick isn't one of those guys, but I don't know. Yeah, man. Nick Bosa has more sacks. 18 and a half sacks. You can't really, can't really question with that. 19 tackles for loss. Parsons, Parsons zero has zero passes deflected, zero interceptions. Parsons zero has, interception yards. Parsons has more pressures. That is true. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Well, can I just point out that Nick Bosa has a smoking hot girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his girlfriend is bad. <laughs> can can I see the girlfriend? <laughs> this is true. This is why he will win. A, this is this is why he will win defensive Sam player of the year. You already know Sam's like it is because his girlfriend. You already know Sam's good. Sam best. only knows NFL players because of their girlfriends. That you know, as much <laughs> as I love Micah Parsons, and he's the leader of the defense. I think Nick Bosa is winning it. Yeah, I, I mean, eighteen and a half sacks is hard to argue. Andy already has five. Andy has five more sacks than Micah Parsons. He has more tackles for loss than him as well. I think they're winning, man. And then I could also see, and then offensive rookie of the year this this year. Who do we got to go on? Um, offensive rookie. Oh, oh. Uh, hmm. If Brock Purdy played a full season, I think I think it'd be Brock Purdy. But um, I think I might have to go with uh, Christian Watson or Garrett Wilson, probably. Yeah, I think it, what? <laughs> That's horrible. I think it'd be K nine or um, Chris Olave or. Garrett Wilson, one of those three. Yep. I think it would have been yeah, Bryce I said Hall. Garrett Wilson. I think it would have been Bryce Hall if he'd played the entire year this year. Yeah, I feel he, like Brock Purdy just can't. When he didn't play that much. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what have a full season of the he, year belt. Yeah, yeah, defensive rookie of the year, Elon. Who do we got for that? Oh. I think it's Sauce Gardner. Sauce, Sauce Gardner is elite. 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 Sauce Gardner. Sauce yeah. Gardner is him. He is him. That's that true. He's winning it. He's just too good. Yep, I would agree. He should win offensive and defensive rookie of the year. I think Honestly, it'll either be. Uh, I would agree with that. <laughs> I think it'll be uh, either uh, him or Aiden Hutchinson. Sam is uh, Sauce Gardner's girlfriend hot too. I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
Gardner. We need to figure this out. Girlfriend. <laughs> he doesn't have a girlfriend. Okay, He's just single. All right. Yeah, so I think it'll be really um, either him or Aiden Hutchinson this year, man. I think it'll be Aiden Hutchinson because he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> and then uh, for the, uh, what are we going on to next? Coach of the year this year, I got Kyle Shanahan. Oh. Hmm. Brian Dable or Nick Sirianni for me? Brian Dable's over. I think Brian Dable, he led a practice squad team to the playoffs. That is and a win. That is why I think Brian Dable will get I think it. Brian Dable will win. I think it'll be... Kashan had led an elite roster to the playoffs. What are you talking about? Are you kidding? He had the worst... He had the Mr. Relvin as his quarterback. How about that you're saying? <laughs> the defense. Number one defense in the whole yeah, time. That's, that's, that's why he's a good coach. Talented. Okay, I think... Brian be, Dable had I think Danny, it'll be, Daniel I think Jones. that it'll either be... Brian Dable. Brian Dable a, I think it'll either be Brian Dable, Nick Sirianni, or uh, Kyle Shanahan. All right, let's move on to our last segment. Tom of the day. Thomas Tom Brady's retirement. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the GOAT. I think what makes Tom Brady the GOAT is his consistency. Yeah, I do as well. I agree. I mean, he would always throw for 5,000 yards. Man, he was a great player. So let's talk. So Tom Brady was drafted. Pick 199, sixth round of the 2000 draft. He had a legendary six passing yards in his rookie year. And then yep. he took the raids from the legendary Drew Bledsoe. And led his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. he struggled in 2002. Then went back to back in 2003, 2004. And he's just been elite ever since. Yep. Um, man, I mean, I don't know, man. He's just him. But the question is, is Tom Brady washed now? Like, this year, was he washed? Oh, but he, didn't he, sort of, he threw for like 4,000 yards at a minimum, didn't he? I yeah. don't think he's washed. I think I it's just because his team sucked. He's always had a great team around him, and that's the thing. The Buccaneers do not suck. They had a great team. Here's the thing. and Patriots were better. Yeah, I mean, this year, man, he really he was still third in the league in uh, passing yards. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, this is how I define an elite quarterback. Elite, elite quarterbacks can make a wide receiver better by the quarterback's skill. Like how Tom Brady was given a bunch of idiots as wide receivers in his early years in New England. And made them elite. He had Rodney Mass. Yes, before Randy that. Moss before that. But he. And then when he was given Randy Moss. <laughs> but when he was given Randy Moss, he was <laughs> even better. Tom Brady grew kids like yeah, Julian man. Edelman. He grew them from the dust. And now he's given guys like <laughs> a washed Julio Jones and Mike Evans, and he struggled still. So he's no longer elite, but he's still very good. I agree. This year, he did have a lot of passing yards, but he only threw for 25 touchdowns. I know it says he's nine interceptions, which is great for any quarterback, but only 25 touchdowns yep. is kind of uh, sorry. Yeah, this this year, Tom Brady had a lot of quantity and not a lot of quality. Why he is did. dissing on Tom Brady? I'm not dissing on Tom Brady. Well, you're tired. We're talking about him, yeah. Sam. Yeah, I also think that Tom Brady would definitely win... Uh... Um, out of the 12,050 <laughs> pass attempts he's had, which one do you think is the best one? Oh, I think it was, I think it was that catch in the 28 point and the 28 to 3 comeback that, that he made. That might be a very memorable one. When Julian Adaman had that catch off yep. of like the two men oh, and three. then. Three. Off of the, the three. Off of the yeah. three men and then he what? sprawled and went in front of him and just, he was all over him, man. He was so, humping him and just, I don't know, man. He was doing yep. so Obviously Tom Brady won stuff. Super Bowl 36. 38. Yep. Um, definitely a lot of winning. Yep. But Tom Brady, I mean, is he did not look the same. This year. Even though he had great stats. His, uh, his attempts, a lot of attempts. Yeah, he's skinnier. Yeah, this um, year, man, he did not look the like. The divorce, I'm air telling, yards, man, it was because Jaceo was a complete 
toes. Piece of crap to Tom Brady, man. Air and yards. She has been like that. She, I always blame the breakups on the woman, man. I don't know what it is, but I always I'm blame it on the woman. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't. Air yards. The... Air yards wise, Tom Brady had less air yards per attempt. Um, and also, what's weird is Tom Brady's divorce. He. I don't think that's a huge factor. I mean, nah, I think when, it is, man. I don't when know, man. Tom Brady divorced <laughs> from his first wife, he had the best game of his life. That is true. That's because he but had Giselle's so much forbidden also... pre. So I think God Tom damn. Brady is not. I think Tom Brady is not returning for the okay. NFL. Yes, this is the final goodbye. Yep. And speaking of final goodbye, the sand that some Tom Brady sat on. How much is that now? Over a hundred thousand. Over a hundred thousand dollars. The sand. The sand he the sat sand. on while he made his retirement speech. Why don't you just go get your own? For a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, honestly, man, that's what I'm saying. But that's the exact sand that Tom Brady put his foot on. I don't know who is. Ugh, I don't know who disgusting. is selling that. I don't know who is getting <laughs> that. Damn. But that might have been the most big brain move of all time. One hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a jar of sand. Yeah, man. Big brain move. Okay, so. That is all for the first episode of the Five Boys One Coach podcast. Yep. Well, today it was actually only four. Hey, I, you guys will be more entertained. Oh yeah. Just trust. So we just wanted to say that for the next episode, we will be talking about the top high school recruits, the Super Bowl review, the top. Yeah, the Super Bowl review because we will probably do it on next maybe, week. Yeah, next. I don't know what day. Probably like a Monday or Tuesday. And then we will probably, and then that will be it. And then we will be. Talking and then we'll the be draft. analyzing. We'll be talking about the draft two, three, four, five, six, seven, on mock draft for that. Yep. We will also be predicting the next fifteen Super Bowls as well. See ya. Yep.